It's Overreaction Monday here on Vikings Now by Chat Sports. We're going to be diving into it all uh, following the Vikings. 0-3 start, a very disappointing start to the short NFL season. So we're going to be going over all the latest overreactions that I've seen on, seen on the Twitter streets and just some of my own personally as well. Then we're also going to be diving into the Kirk Cousins trade rumors because we knew if the Vikings lost to the Los Angeles Chargers this Sunday, that was going to heat up and specifically to the New York Jets with Aaron Rodgers obviously being out for the remainder of the year and they have a Super Bowl ready roster and maybe they think Kirk Cousins could be their guy. That's what we're going to be diving into on today's edition of Vikings Now. But guys, first off, I want to say thank you to all the people who joined us for our watch party yesterday. It was a crazy game. My voice is kind of gone right now. It is completely shot. It was screaming. It was a ton of fun. So thank you to everybody who joined us for that watch party. But also, we are closing in here on 16,000 subs. I absolutely can't believe it. We're 68 subs away, so if you guys haven't already, lock us in as your go-to Vikings YouTube channel. Let's get into Overreaction Monday following the Vikings 0-3 start. I can't believe it, because honestly, I think this is a talented football team. It's a very talented football team, but they obviously have a ton of issues, and they dropped that game yesterday to the Los Angeles Chargers in an absolute heartbreaking fashion. Uh, Justin Herbert put up some Madden video game type of numbers. He was 40 of 47. 400-plus yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the Chargers had a game plan coming in. They said, we're going to get the ball to our best player, and he is going to be the reason we win or lose this game. That's what they did. They threw the ball 47 times, only had 11 carries from Josh Kelly and Keenan Allen. Absolutely sunned Byron Murphy the entire game yesterday. 18 catches, over 200 yards for him. On the Vikings side of things, Justin Jefferson was historical again. Almost 150 yards. He was one yard away from becoming the first player in NFL history that have three straight 150-yard games. Sad he couldn't pick that up. But then Kirk Cousins. I thought he was you know, good in spots, still put up unreal numbers, over 350 yards again for Kirk, three tuds and an interception. But let's dive into some of my top takeaways, kind of almost in general about the 0-3 start. Obviously, we'll dive into some specifics from this Chargers game. But my number one takeaway from the 0-3 start is this is a talented football team. They have a ton of talent up and down this roster but they are extremely flawed. And the biggest flaw so far on the season is the turnovers. I mean, the Vikings have committed nine turnovers, nine turnovers, and they've only taken the ball away two times. So the turnover differential is minus seven. And I can honestly make an argument. If the Vikings had a positive turnover differential, you might be sitting here at 3-0, and and we're having a completely different conversation about this football team for this season. But instead, we got dudes on the Twitter streets talking about, oh, tank for Caleb Williams, trade Kirk Cousins because the Vikings have been a sloppy, sloppy team. But I'll tell you what, the stars on this team, the big three of Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, and Daniil Hunter are all playing very good football right now. Jefferson, he has over 458 yards on the season, first in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, 1,075 yards passing, first. Nine touchdowns, first. Daniil Hunter, the lead, uh, the lead leaguer, or the league leader in sacks so far on the season with five sacks. That's first as well. And overall, this Vikings offense, they're third in total offense heading into week four in Carolina. This is a talented football team. They can put up a ton of yards, but when they get into specific, like, tight game situations, like when you're in the red zone, they've been sloppy. Just been a sloppy and flawed football team. But, hey, between the 20s, the Vikings can move the ball with the best of them, but they just got to get better on the margins, and you got to really clean up this play, clean up the sloppy play, and uh, you have to get better in the red zone, specifically Kevin O'Connell's play calling. That's what we'll go to next. Kevin O'Connell and Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. Um, I think their seats are warm here. You know, I think following the 13-win uh, season last year, like we all kind of just 
said, you know what, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Even though we did win a lot of one-score games, we're going to say that these guys are the future, but I just don't know. And I don't know about Kwesi specifically, because let's go look at the past two draft classes real quick. Let's just go one by one. Lewisine doesn't play. Andrew Booth doesn't play. Ed Ingram stinks. Brian Asamoah doesn't play. A Caleb Evans stinks. Ezzy doesn't play. Ty Chandler doesn't play. V uh, Viterian Lowe on the Patriots. Jalen Naylor doesn't play. Nick Muse doesn't play. There is not one solid contributor from his entire 10-pick selection from that 2022 draft class. Kick it to 2023. Jordan Addison, he's a dog. I could have made that pick. Nothing special there. Makai Blackman barely plays. Jay Ward doesn't play. Jacqueline Roy doesn't play. Jaron Hall doesn't play. Dwayne McBride got cut. So out of all the past 16 picks he's had in his career, one has worked out, and that was Jordan Addison. I'm pretty sure my sophomore, I'm pretty sure my sister could have taken Jordan Addison, the point I'm trying to make. Absolutely terrible in his first two draft classes, and now we can kick it to Kevin O'Connell. The play calling yesterday was atrocious on the yard, uh, on the goal line specifically. The Vikings had three drives in the fourth quarter where they got from the five-yard line and within. They came up with three points. Three points. That's just unexcusable. Um, and I will say, like, I understand. Like, you want to establish some sort of run game, and I, I get that side of the game. But if you're going to have Alexander Madison have 25 touches when a guy like Jefferson has only seven, or a guy like Addison only has six, that just mind boggles me. Like, it really frustrates me. And what if this? What if we kick back to last year? What if the Vikings really did just get lucky? What if that Colts game was just, you know, the Colts being a terrible football team and the Vikings got lucky? The Bills game, that was lucky. There are certain moments from last year we start looking back on it was like, man, did Kwesi build a roster that won 13 games? Or was it more of like an 8 or 9 win roster and the Vikings got lucky, you know, on the margins and in those close game situations? I don't know. I, th I definitely think the jury's still out on these two, but I'll ask you guys. This will be the pinned comment on today's video. Do you trust Kwesi and Kevin O'Connell to run this Vikings franchise? YouTube's going to throw you an ad break your way. Let me know your thoughts. Y for yes or an N for no. Number three, positive note, uh, Justin Jefferson, I could make an argument he's a top five player in all football. I think he's the not best non-quarterback by far in the league, and his impact on this football team can't go understated. He has put it up ridiculous numbers to start this year. He's almost at 500 yards through three games. Again, only one touchdown. We finally got to see the gritty get pulled out yesterday, but he is also one of the best deep threats and one of the best just chunk play getters in the league. 17 yards a catch, 27 receptions, and like I said, over 450 yards. But I will say this, not extending him this offseason was just a flat-out joke. It was just a flat-out joke out of Kwesi. I understand. Like, he, you didn't need to pay him. And maybe you didn't want to jump the gun, gun on that whole situation. But I'll tell you what, Jamar Chase, he's going to get paid this upcoming offseason. Jefferson's going to want more than him. The market's going to keep on going up, and you could have locked him down here. And I just didn't understand a single reason why not to. I have so many reasons on why you should have. I couldn't think of one on why you shouldn't have. That's just an absolute joke. I think the Vikings are going to regret that. But I'll tell you what's not a joke. Prize Picks. I can't wait to bring on Prize Picks, our brand new sponsor here at Vikings Now. And I'm super excited to tell you about the whole thing. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America and is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy it's just you against the numbers and if you guys go to prizepicks.com 
slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit match up to $100. Instead of battling versus thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Prize picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And hey guys, we got Monday Night Football, and this is what I'm going with. So DeAndre Swift, Prize Picks put it at 36 and a half rush yards. I'm going more on that. I think he had a big game against obviously our Vikings last week. I think he's going to continue it. But this is my favorite one of the night. Baker Mayfield, more than an 11 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to be scrambling, getting out of the pocket. I trust my man Baker and trust his legs. And then also I'm going Matthew Stafford more than 253 and a half passing yards tonight. I actually like what the Rams have been doing this season. He's obviously got his boy Puka or Poco, um, the star rookie wide receiver in LA. So those are my three picks. You guys can either ride with me or fade me, but make sure you guys do it at prizepicks.com slash CLNS. That's one more time. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a deposit match up to $100. My fourth takeaway from the Vikings 0-3 start is about the running back position and specifically Alexander Madison. I think he should be benched. I don't really think there's a reason to get him any more carries, just mainly because of the fact of the guys that are behind him. Um, Ty Chandler, I've been saying this on this channel for months now. I think he should have at least been getting a split workload with Madison or whoever it was, because I think he's earned it. And the thing is with Ty Chandler, anytime we've seen him, whether it's preseason or even the limited carries he had yesterday, he has popped and he has gotten the most of it. And also trading for a guy like Cam Akers. Like with those two guys specifically, Cam Akers and Ty Chandler, eyes don't lie. And I understand like, you know, it's tough to maybe judge like offensive linemen for the common eye or linebackers or corners because you never really understand like their true like role and responsibility on that play. But from the running back position, I feel like it's a little easier. I feel like your eyes don't lie. You can trust your eyes. Like, hey, is he making dudes miss? Is he getting the most out of those runs? And every time I watch Madison, I just don't think he is. But when I watch Ty Chandler or what Cam Akers has done with the Rams, those guys are not, you know, top-tier running backs, but they're better than Madison. And I think a lot of the Vikings' lack of run game success was not just all on the offensive line, but I think it contributed a little bit more towards Madison just not being able to get it done. Number five for me, uh, this season is not over. Uh, just yet. You know, obviously the Vikings have dug themselves a hole. They're 0-3. Like, it's going to be tough to bounce back from this. But listen, the schedule, I'm not saying it gets that much easier. Listen, because you're in Carolina this upcoming week, that has to be a win. Uh, right now, the line on that game is three points. Um, so the Vikings, it's going to be a close one, but you have to win that game. And let's just say the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who, again, they look like Super Bowl favorites, and they're coming to town week five. That's going to be a tough one. But let's just say you pull that off. Then you're in Chicago. Has to be a win. Bears are a joke of a franchise. Niners at home. Anything can happen when you're playing at home. That game's on Monday night as well. And then in Green Bay. If you could somehow go, I'll say three and two. If four and one, obviously great. But if you could somehow go three and two in this stretch, I think the Vikings still got a chance to maybe win that NFC North. But I'll ask you guys, what do you guys think the final Vikings record or Vikings final record will be? Let me know down in the chat. Uh God. I'm going to probably go 7-10 and 10 right now. That's what I'll be generous. I think it's going to be a very mid-mid-season for this Vikings team. But, hey, maybe you guys think they're going to turn around. Let me know down below. Uh, quick thoughts to wrap it up here about Kirk Cousins and this trade talks. 
Um, there's obviously been a lot of speculation of trading this guy to the New York Jets, getting some draft compensation, and kind of fully embracing the tank. I got a couple thoughts on this. Uh, first off, Kirk has a no-trade clause. It's going to be tough to move him because, one, he has talked about time and time again that he loves being in Minneapolis. He loves raising his family in the state of Minnesota. So, like, would he want to kind of pick that, his family up and move to New York just for one year considering he is on a one-year deal? You know, hey, he's got kids. They're in school right now. Like, that definitely plays a factor in this whole thing. And Kirk has or said time and time again he loves playing in Minnesota and he wants to stay in Minnesota. And also, secondly, why trade him from the Vikings side of things? Like, Okay, you trade him. You're going to run Jaron Hall for the rest of the year? You're just going to see what Jaron Hall has? And I get it. It would be fun for a little bit, but then I think we would get like two or three weeks into this thing and we're like, the Vikings are unwatchable. Like, I think we've almost like undervalued what Kirk has done. He puts up great numbers time and time again. Yes, in the big moments, he does fall short. But I think Kirk's going to be one of those situations where it's like, the grass isn't always greener and he's playing really good football. I mean, he's first in the league in passing and passing touchdowns. I just don't really see why trade him. And I'll wrap it up with this. It would piss off Justin Jefferson. Uh, I get it. Justin Jefferson wants to win. Um, he's a competitive MFer. But if you trade the dude who has led him to go for 1,800 yards last year, 16 the year before, 14 his rookie year, and now this year he's on pace for 2,700 yards. The dude who's throwing him the rock has a lot to do with that. So I think 18 is probably the biggest reason why I wouldn't want to move off Kirk this year. But maybe you guys have a different opinion, and I'll ask you. Do you want to trade Kirk Cousins? Give me a T for trade or give me a P for pass down in the comment section. would love to know your guys' thoughts. As always, guys, you guys can also follow me on Twitter at Pat Steeps. Depressing loss yesterday, but, you know, still long season. It's only the first three games. Take a deep breath. We're still in September. We still have all of October, the upcoming months. It's just tough to be all in three. But give me a follow on Twitter if you guys haven't already, at Pat Steeps. Link will be in the comment section and description of today's show.